Hello, everyone. Welcome to Show Hoppers. I'm Mr. Sal, and I'm here with Kurt. Say hi, Kurt. Hi, everyone. There you go. Uh, we're here discussing The Leftovers, Season 1, Episode 3, Two Boats and a Helicopter. Uh, there will be spoilers for that episode and all prior episodes of The Leftovers, as well as Season 1, Episodes 1 through 3 of Lost. So, you ready to go, Kurt? I'm, I'm, I'm all set. I'm ready. I'm, I'm scored and ready to go. Any pre- more preamble, or you want to dive right in? Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any... Um housework house taking that needs to be taken care of um i i said it in the last episode and i will reiterate reiterate it again uh karen from the office was not ever shown with the leftovers that actor i forgot her name but her name is karen in the office was rashida not shown. that's not rashida jones i yeah i yeah i don't know <laughs> that was not that actor anyway we forgot not. yeah we forgot i she is i don't, I don't think i'm the at it though so, but oh, you don't. Say, I don't think I said it. I'm okay. not gonna point any fingers. Last there. week, last week we weren't sure who said it. This week, you're pretty sure it wasn't you. I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm pretty confident because I don't remember saying it. So I mean, you, you do realize that uh, there are actual audio records of it, so we could go back and find out pretty easily. Yeah, so. but who's gonna listen to that? Who's gonna go do that? I already know. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so Kurt, what'd you th- what'd you think of this episode? Not the best episode <laughs> in my eyes. I. I would give this episode the worst one. I mean, in terms of, I think it's better than the pilot, but the pilot gets a pass because it's a pilot, and I still liked okay. it for a pilot. You this do think it's better than the pilot, though? Yes, in terms of an episode, yes. I liked this. Yes. Just, just because uh, pilots, uh, the weakness they usually have is just they're showing me so many characters, so I'm like, really like Jartha. This one, there's only like one new character, and then like very small, like the bank manager, very small other characters, but really just one new guy I learn about the most part in Matt. Okay. So yes. Uh, so yeah. so it's kind of like a pilot for Matt in the way this episode not really though cuz you do know a lot of the other ex- <laughs> ex- <laughs> circumstances it's a really bodily bottle episode. And on the Kurt scale this gets a 7, just a just an average run in the middle episode. No, oh, wait a minute. The Kurt scale says that I mean five- I mean 5, 5 sorry, 5. I was thinking of your scale, 5. This gets a 5. Now it's 7. I I confused my scale with your scale. Okay, so that would, that would be a seven on the Salah scale. Maybe this could be a six, but I'll, I'll eh, you know what? I'll give it a six because I'll, I'll change it to a six. Okay, uh, so uh, I can sympathize with what you're saying. This is um, when I first saw this episode, uh, this was easily my least favorite of the episodes uh, so far of the flavors. Uh, and I felt a little strange because I was in a pretty substantial minority on that um if you look on imdb the the user ratings for the pilot is an 8.0 uh penguin one us zero episode two is 7.5 this one's a 9.0 okay on wow i've disagreed a lot with the imdb ratings (laughs) which which is the highest until episode nine and ten so uh, of the season now i i do disagree with that. I still would give this episode a nine, and I, I want to tell you why I give it a, a nine um, before we start diving into what what is what this episode's all about. Um, I think to me, this episode is incredible, unbelievable storytelling. Uh, I, how the, my problem with it is not the storytelling. My problem with it uh, is just that I don't think it does a whole lot to I, to me. I was so invested in the other characters 
and then to not have really any of them for more than a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. uh, I thought killed a lot of them, a lot of the momentum. I, I agree with you. That, that, that's my biggest gripe with this episode too. Just there's a lot of storylines going on, and it, there's, there's very small progress. There's like maybe one bit of progress on them. Yep. And that's about it. So, and that was actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Is this episode a huge hook for the series or does it break the momentum? And you think that it by and large breaks the momentum? Definitely. I, I would say it breaks the momentum. And I, and I agree, actually, um, even though I still rate it a nine on my <laughs> uh, because, And that's just, like I said, that's because it is fantastic beginning to end storytelling. I think that it is almost good enough storytelling to be a, a self-contained movie. I, I can agree with that too, kind of, yeah. like I mean, Almost like a, not Black Mirror, because it's not really technology-based, but yeah, like a one-off. Yeah, but I think that um, what's interesting is you and I, I think, both love the first two episodes of the series, right? Yes, yeah, I really like um, and, and consequently, this one kind of broke our momentum. That was not the case with most people. Uh, with most people, this was the hook. This is this is where people uh, started to kind of uh, congeal around the idea of liking the leftovers because the, a lot of people didn't like, especially the second episode of the leftovers. Um, now, episode six is where people start to fall in love with the leftovers, and we're not there yet. So, um, but I will tell you that the next episode, episode four, uh, and then the episode five after that are kind of what many consider to be the low points of the series, especially episode four. I love episode four and five. Uh, so I, I don't, and I think you will too, because I think that uh, we're on the same page about episodes one and two. Uh, but so this, I guess my point is this episode, uh, you either see this as the, the a hook to keep you in, interested in the series, or you see it as a little bit of a momentum breaker. And I think that we're on the same page about that. So yeah, I guess it depends. If you liked the first two episodes, you didn't want the momentum to break. And if you yes. didn't care for them very much, thank God yeah. it changed. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's let's talk about the episode proper and 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 what all what all happened here. Uh, we start with Matt, we who we didn't really know as Matt yet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he is a, a minister of some kind. Uh, I guess we don't really know what denomination it is, uh, but he's some kind of minister and he's giving a sermon to his congregation, uh, which is a really interesting sermon, I think about his own past. So he's preaching about himself and he talks about how uh, he uh, was uh, older. I mean, not old, but I think seven years old when his sister was born. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And very, very jealous of all the attention that she was getting. And he prayed to have some of that attention back, uh, which leads to a kind of an interesting situation because uh, he ends up with leukemia, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he ends up with cancer and he internally starts to question whether this was an answer to his prayers and whether this was a punishment for being jealous of his sister's attention or a reward for his faith. And now he gets all this attention. This reminds, do you know what the monkey paw is? Yeah, of course, but yeah. go ahead and talk about it. I'll explain the monkey paws for people that don't know. The monkey paw is, I don't even know what short story it comes from, precisely, but basically it's a paw, and you can make a wish with it, but much like a genie, it will 
um, take your wish and like use it against you, kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, unforeseen circumstances. Like if you wish, like, oh, I wish my life to be amazing, it'll be like, okay, you have an amazing life, but it's only three seconds long. Like, yeah, it's monkey paw. Right. And that's so that's what that's what that reminded me of is the monkey paw type of thing. Like he made a wish and he got his wish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and what you're going to come to find out is Matt, Matt's whole story. And I'll tell you, uh, this is not I don't think this is much of a spoiler. There are three seasons of The Leftovers. Each season has one Matt episode. So um, some kind of them of are like, kind of like a gene scene from Better Call Saul. Just a really yeah, it, really. Yes, exactly. Each season has one gene scene in Better Call Saul. Exactly. Uh, but every every episode of or every season of The Leftovers has one Matt episode. And this is his episode. But find is that matt's story is uh, all about his faith um and i mean you can see that very clearly laid out here um but can you i i I have a lot of sympathy for someone who uh has their wish come true and then isn't sure if it's a punishment or a reward uh you know this is there's a lot of what you'll find with matt a lot of uh, a lot of guilt there um, but also a lot of faith. So, so he's, he doesn't know where to land on punishment or reward. And I guess it's, it's also worth noting here that he uses this in context of, uh, getting his congregation to pray for a girl who's in the hospital in a coma, right? That. Yes. I remember this. Come back to her later. <laughs> um, now we see, uh, as he's, <laughs> as he's, uh, clean, wait a minute. Does he? It's during his congregation that man runs in. So yeah, that okay. Gotcha. All right, it, it's a very small congregation too. They, oh they yeah, make, yeah, I made order that. Yeah. Yeah, and we come to find out later that there, I mean, there are only what maybe seven or eight people in the congregation, and one's his wife, and the other is his wife's caretaker, mm-hmm. right? So, it's 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 not a very large con- congregation. Um, let me ask you this though, before we get into what happens next to him, uh, would something like that? Would would a sermon like that inspire you? Um, I like if I was in that situation. Like if I was, if you were in the congregation, you heard that sermon. Like, what would your reaction be? Would, would you roll your eyes at it? Would it inspire you to pray for this girl? Like, what what would be your reaction be? I I don't I don't think that story. Like, if you told me to pray for the girl prior to and then post that, I don't think that story affects. I feel about the little girl at all. Okay. Uh, I don't think it inspires me. No, actually. Yeah, no, if it, yeah, I don't think that story really would inspire me that much. What about you? Does that inspire um, you? The, I don't know. I, I don't know that the story would sway me one way or another on whether or not to pray for the girl. But um, <laughs> I think that I would be, I think I would be inspired by him as a minister. Uh, that story uh, and his admission of feeling both simultaneous, simultaneously rewarded and punished uh, for his faith uh, and for his request uh, really would strike a chord with me because that that's that's a, a certain humanity that is I think pretty difficult to find in uh, in a, in a minister. So there's a there's a certain humility in him admitting that maybe he was. Um, selfish and vain for asking for it mm, i see what you mean that's true yeah um don't we see here yeah i'm sure we do at at some point we see him sweeping out the church and the, there's a pigeon on the stoop 
Oh yeah, th- this is this is a question I had for you, which is yeah, this is word for my question. Does Matt have bird powers? Yeah, interesting. I think this man has bird powers because I mean, throughout the episode, there's always birds. He like looks at them and. The birds, the birds guide him. The birds tell him things. You know what I mean? Like where do they stand? And he he knows it too. Is what gets me. He yeah. So whatever this whatever this bird power he has, he knows he has the bird power, which makes it all the better. Okay. We get into so, later. So it's interesting um, that that we say, that you say this because, and I want I want to talk about this later, but I also want to talk about some of it now. Um, does he have bird power? Because here's the thing. Uh, I don't know how religious you are or how much exposure you've had to very religious people. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a very religious house household and I, and I'm still, I still practice my religion as well. Um, but they, uh, uh, what you find is that very religious people frequently ask for, uh, signs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, are you familiar with that? Yeah. Yeah. Of you know, it'll be like, you know, I, I need to know what, which of these paths to choose. God, give me a sign that'll help me choose the right path. Um, the, the problem with that is you start looking for things and you start seeing things where you might not have seen them before, where they might've always been there. So the fact that he sees this pigeon on his stoop and then later he sees two pigeons on the roulette table. And then later he sees three pigeons on the red stoplight. I um, think about that. It's more each time. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's one pigeon on a stoop two pigeons on the roulette table and then three pigeons on the stoplight. So there's a progression too. Um, and, and really uh, someone like Matt, I can see uh, taking that as a sign, you know, he sees the pigeon on his stoop, doesn't think anything of it. But later when he sees the pigeons on the roulette table, he starts to put the pieces together and say, wait a minute, I saw a pigeon on my stoop. This is a sign. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then later when he sees the pigeons on the stoplight, Oh, the stoplight's red and the pigeons are there. This is a sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know that I'm ready to say that Matt has bird powers. <laughs> I think that Matt has, has, a, an, uh, has a tendency to seek out and see signs uh, in ordinary things. That makes a lot more sense than if he has bird powers. <laughs> but- yeah. I was really hoping he had bird powers. But now this is this is going to be the eternal question with Matt and with a lot of the leftovers, and I suspect Lost as well. Uh, it's the the science versus faith aspect. Like, yeah. is this just a coincidence that there are pigeons here? Or uh, because he is a man of faith who is looking to God for answers, are these pigeons mm-hmm. being sent to guide him? And, yeah. and that's an interesting question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the big question. Cause I th- yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a big question of yeah. Was it was it luck? Was it yeah, just blind going in there, or was it an act of a uh, some higher being? Exactly. It, it, this this episode more than any for I guess obvious reasons because this man is a <laughs> minister or whatever. Yeah. Um, really hits on the religious tones with the leftovers, at least more than the other ones have so far. Yes. And it, uh, yeah. yeah, I really liked I really liked that out of too because I know you've been telling how it. Uh, it talks about like the scientific terms and the mm-hmm. religious terms, and like, here you definitely see a lot more of that religious terms. Here. Oh, absolutely! Absolutely. Now we know that Matt has this kind of side business uh, where he hands out these flyers uh, that has information about people who departed, mm-hmm. uh, and sh- just kind of exposing them for uh, being 
less than model citizens. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I wanted to ask you about mm-hmm. that. Was so does he think that everyone that departed did something sinful? The interesting question. I, so I think, and he says this later. He thinks that the departure was a test, right? A, yeah. a test by God testing us. Uh, God testing the people who were left over. Um, I think that he, he I don't think. know that he necessarily thinks that everyone who departed deserved to depart because he must know that there were, you know, infants. Yeah, baby, I call like babies born right out the womb yeah. and disappear. Right. So he must know that. So he oh my God. Possibly Wait, I, I, I'm sorry, but this just gave me an idea in the head. I don't know. I, I don't know if this is ever addressed. And, but this could solve, I, I don't want to make this about abortion and whatnot, <laughs> this podcast, but <laughs> could a baby inside the womb disappear? That's <laughs> the question. Huh. That's a real, I didn't think well, about that. Anyway, that's just. Well, even if, okay, whether, whether it does or not, I mean, a lot of your interpretation of if it did happen, a lot of your interpretation mm-hmm. of it, wouldn't it be uh, have to do with what you think happened to the people or why it happened? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know that 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 situation would take us take a stance one way or another on abortion um, because so much would be left up to your interpretation about what happened and why. Like, if you really truly believe that that yeah, God, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I see what you're then, saying. Yeah. Anyway, that would seem to come down on one side or the other. But mm-hmm. if you think that it was just you know a random, you know, I don't even know what other explanation you would have for it. But you know, what, fourth what dimension I, aliens, right? Yeah, fourth dimension, alternate <laughs> universe, whatever. Yeah, some some sort of weird science. That type of stuff. Then then it wouldn't really seem to come down one way or another on that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I think okay. that I don't think that he so much is trying to prove that everybody who was taken was like being punished or, or no, I shouldn't say taken. Everyone who departed was being punished or everyone who departed uh, was a bad person. I think that he just needs to believe and, and and maybe you have a different take on this. But to me, Matt needs to believe that he wasn't passed over. Yes, the, I, I question this as well. Of yeah, he, he, he doesn't want this to be the rapture right right if, if it was he was left behind yes so there's no matter what he should not say it's the rapture basically <laughs> or I mean, right. not no matter what but he there's no way it's ever good for him if it was the rapture exactly so he needs to prove that these that at least some of these people were not good people who, yeah. need, who would never have been raptured mm-hmm. so um so that's he makes that his side business. He, he hands out these flyers and it gets him into trouble. It gets him into trouble here. This guy just walks into his church and in, in the middle of his sermon, uh, you know, hauls off and punches him in the face and then shoves the flyer into his mouth. So like uh, two, two points on that is like how often this happens to Matt more than once. Cause when he talks with Kevin, they're like, yep. oh, no. but besides that too, right. What's up with this show and people always being willing to get beat up. Like the, the guilty remnant, they get beat up, yeah. and then like, whatever, right? Matt, he gets beat up, takes it. Like, yep, yeah. There's a there's a masochistic element to it for sure. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I but okay. So in the case of the guilty remnant, we know that they have more power 
if they can enrage you without showing any rage. Like that's, that's, that's clearly, that is a power move. That is like, a power power move. Move. You, you don't have power over me just because you hit me. Yeah. Right. That's clearly a power move. In the case of Matt, I, I think I, I really believe this and I've said it multiple times already. Matt has something of a guilty conscience and thinks he deserves punishment on some level. Why is that? Do you think he has a guilty conscience? Why do I think he has a guilty conscience? Or why do I think that... Yeah, why do you think he's guilty conscience? In terms of what we know so far, like, do you think it's because... Uh, like, do you think, think in the back that... of the head that maybe he thought he missed the rapture? Like, he just desperately hopes it wasn't the rapture, or he's just... Well, that's, that, that could certainly be. I think that, uh, I think that he knows that what he is doing is hurting people. Mm-hmm. People yeah, who are still, that's still true. here. Uh, and, and I think that on some level, he knows that he's doing it for his own benefit to make himself feel better, to make himself feel like he wasn't passed over. Um, and, and he's doing that at the expense of these other people that he's hurting. So let me ask you this. Do you think he deserves to be attacked by this guy? No, I don't, I don't think he deserves to be assaulted. Actually, you know what? Think about it, though. You are just someone's now dead close one i don't know if was, i'm just gonna go with this as wife i don't actually remember or i'll sure yeah. we'll just say wife but yeah. sure someone whose wife was that beat him up he's now randomly gone and you'll never know what happened to them mm-hmm. and they just see this flyer that you're just you're giving out to everybody everybody yeah. knows your wife's dirty laundry now yeah you know maybe maybe he does have a <laughs> I mean, really, I, and he knows I, it. I yeah, I think he does kind of have it coming now that I, <laughs> at first I was like, "Oh, why are people beating him up? There's no need to." But I'm like, you know, he is really hitting close to home right there. That is a yeah. I mean, he and he, he deserve it. Yeah, I I think on some level, like he kind of does deserve it. I'm not sure, you know, if if he started publishing stuff about my loved ones that departed, I might haul off on the guy. Like. <laughs> Especially if everyone else does and gets away with it, then you know you can. Do right, it. right. That's even worse. Like, like if one person beat you up, but you went at like you press charges, you probably yeah. maybe people would stop. But people know you can get away with it. Like, oh, Matt, yeah, yeah, I beat him up the other week. You're good to go. <laughs> and he never presses charges. He calls it an occupational hazard. So I really <laughs> think that on some level, he knows that what he's doing is hurting people, and he and he thinks that he deserves to be punished for it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I. So I, I, on some level, I, I feel no sympathy for him because he, he's doing this. But then at the same time, like, I, I feel like he, the poor guy just can't win. You know, he's getting beat up in his sermon. There's nobody there to listen to his sermon. You know, he's, he's got, he's got, he presumably has beaten leukemia. Um, but the guy, poor guy can't win. He gets, he goes to visit the little girl that they just prayed for. He's so proud that she woke up because they just prayed for her I this morning. Know. Oh my God. Says, oh no, she woke up last night. <laughs> oh. It looks so sad. Oh, the dejection. Oh. What a gut punch. I mean, really, I, you know, part of me is like, dude, just give him this. <laughs> I know, it sucks. I, I mean, it's funny, but I thought yeah. it was kind of funny, but yeah, it was a really sad thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he looks so happy. He had the biggest grin. Yeah, not I know. Even a super smug one either. Just, a, just a happy no, grin. Really, yeah. genuinely happy. So, I, I, I had a reaction to the size of his congregation that that kind of I wanted to ask you about because in episode one, 
we see the students asked to stand for the pledge. Yes, right? this, this is what uh, I was wondering. And, and nobody's standing for the pledge, but they're offered the opportunity to kneel in prayer and all, and most of them do it. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's nobody in his church. There's seven or eight people. So I, this, this departure it's tough to tell whether it has led to less faith or more faith. Well, I, I think I think it's led to more faith, actually. And I think just uh, my explanation for it is just people just don't like Matt because he just goes around airing dirty people's dirty laundry. Like, 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 so we see the one guy that comes and he is religious. Right. And I don't know if his wife is, but, you know, he gets his baby yep. baptized with Matt. Right. And he, you know, the, uh, Matt tries to get him to, you know, come to the next sermon or whatever but the guy's like no i i can't my wife wouldn't like that my wife you know, it, and it's probably because the wife doesn't like mag he probably said something about someone she cared about it's very possible so i i my my theory or my guess is that religion is more popular than it was a pre-departure just yep. matt himself is not popular because of what he does for That's his it. side hustle thing that's a very good point. And, and that baptism scene to me is, is just beautiful too. And, and you see just the tenderness and care that he puts into this baptism. And it, and it makes you believe that he was and maybe still could be a really good minister. And just mm-hmm. he, he's gotten so distracted by this, this obsession with proving that this wasn't the rapture uh, that he's allowed it to uh, kind of take mm-hmm. over. And, and we know it's been more than three years now because the anniversary when we saw yep. the first episode is three years later. So um, it, it probably wasn't like a, a quick change, Matt. Like the next day he's posting out these signs and handing them out. Yep. So it was probably, I, I feel it's probably the slow decline of his sermon. Like probably like a year or two when he starts losing popularity, does more and more in this posting stuff. And now he's where today because my, my initial thought too was having a sermon that small and stuff like, how are you keeping the lights on? <laughs> How are you affording this? And then very, we find out he's not keeping the lights on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Before we find that out, though, um, the, the guy who comes to the baptism does, instead of uh, offering to come to the next uh, mass, he offers him one of his co-workers uh, on a silver platter. He says, you know, this guy used to, uh, leave and, and gamble away his kids' college savings at the the uh, casino outside of town. Mm-hmm. So Matt is going to follow up on this. Uh, he latches on to it like I don't know what something that latches on to something else, like a a weasel on a chipmunk. Like, I don't know. Yeah, a spider to banana peel. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, he really latches on to this, and and he goes right to the casino and he starts interviewing the people who work there about it, and. and you know, he, I think this is where we can clearly see that he knows that not everyone was bad who was, ra- who was uh, departed, right? Uh, because he asks the guy, did you lose anyone? Mm-hmm. The guy says, yeah, I lost my niece, right? And then he, he gives the whole speech to the guy. This, this person, this degenerate gambler is being lumped in with your innocent niece. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So like that, that to me indicates mm-hmm. that he knows that these were not all bad people, but mm-hmm. that he needs to prove that there were some bad ones in there to prove that he didn't get left behind in the rapture. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe another thing in it too is um, the way like, so he knows some people that were departed were good. Uh, yep. Maybe he lost someone 
I know, I know, like his sisters, uh, yeah, family, uh, or whatever. But uh, maybe he lost people close yeah. to him, and kind of he doesn't. And maybe the people he lost were really good, and maybe it like angers him or makes him upset that, they're, in the same way he tried appealing to the man, your niece is getting lumped in with this gambler, his loved ones getting lumped in with these people that Matt thinks they should not be lumped in with. Right. So he's in this casino, and this is where he sees the two pigeons on the roulette table, right? Bird powers, yeah. So what's that? The bird power, yeah. The bird power, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, and we, and then he heads back to town, uh, and he he accidentally answers the phone from banker. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I want I want to put a like a note in them. I love how the big fella gets a hold of him is like a glitch in the car of him trying to hit hang up, and it just answers like that's so like my car bluetooth always messes up and stuff i always get angry at it and i just it's just a such a great thing sympathize with that like (laughs) i know i was like that's lovely that was great so but and we find out that he is desperate for money because he's he has missed payments on his church so he's not keeping the lights on (laughs) Uh, and that they're only letting him stay there the bank's only letting him stay there because they haven't been able to sell the place yet but they have an offer now what a kind bank by the way oh seriously oh and also i can you legally do like as a bank okay uh, we we we, we agree to sell it to this guy but we'll sell to you for just another dollar more like that you know you're good to go (laughs) Uh, i mean if it's in the hands of the bank yeah they can do that Uh uh-huh they can do that. Bank. This this is an exceptionally local bank. This oh God, this is like I know this is no. This is like a branch bank. This is like this is a bank. I'm surprised it's still a bank. Like this yeah, a very friendly bank. Exactly. Um. So desperate for money, he turns to his sister, who we find out is Nora. Now, were you expecting that? No, I was. I I not at all did I realize to be brother. At first, I was like, are they just friends, or like. Mm-hmm. I first was like, are they married? I'm like, wait, no, Nora's not married. She lost her husband. Wait, did she remarry? I don't, I don't know if she remarried. I, I have no clue. But uh, so I also went through my head at first. I'm like, no, they don't seem like they're married. So there's friends. And then I was like, oh, okay, they're siblings. Yeah. No, I didn't expect it at all, though. I didn't think there'd be any relation between the two. Yeah, and of course, you know, it sounds it starts out pleasant enough, and then he asks for the money. Um, and they get in a big argument about it. Uh, and ultimately, she, Nora says, well, we find out a few things. Matt uh, says, well, I thought that you'd have the money because of the uh, benefit, the, de- the departure benefit. Because you, know, you lost your husband and your son and your daughter. You know, that's, a, that's a lot of money coming to you from your departure benefit. I thought you'd have the money. Um, and she gets very defensive. Oh, wait. I, oh, you did not pick that up? No, I I picked up. I no, no, I picked up. It was departure benefit. But I, I thought, so when you get your departure a benefit, you got like a big lump sum, and like right. sorry for your loss. Oh, oh, okay. So I thought the way you made it sound, I thought it was like like a monthly installment you got. No, no, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. No, it's a big lump sum, but she got three of them. Yeah, yeah, she got three big lump sums. Yeah. So, uh, so he knows that she has the money, but she gets very defensive and said that, that, that that's for the loss of my husband and my kids like that that is not the money that typical just... nora always bringing it up <laughs> always always trying to talk about how she's the victim here oh yeah nora well but did she bring it up or did he bring it up uh, you know money's money nora you know you don't need to you don't need to label it he labeled it the departure <laughs> no, better 
no, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm actually kind of excited that you come down on that side of uh, starting Nora. Because... I, I do want to get to know her more. It's just from the small thing I saw her, I just... My big thing was like, is she just trying to get babied by people? I don't actually, I don't, I don't really know. Well, I love that though because I, I see it completely oppositely. Um, you want people to leave her alone, yeah. Yeah, but she keeps testing it to see if they're there yet. But you just <laughs> keep babying her. like she likes the the attention. Um, but she, you know, she says, you know, she's like screams at him. Do you know where my family went? You know, and and he says on though sorry <laughs> but but he says that he believes that the departure was a test for okay. those who were left behind so what, they, do you think, what do you think of that in terms of their argument and him asking for the money that uh, like i don't know where he expects to get the money to pay it back is my issue with matt like the church well, isn't turning around yeah, but he agrees to pay her back. He's like, I, I oh, pay well, back. that's just... He, he, even, he even makes the appeal. I don't know if it was to her or to the bank, but he makes the appeal of, we even did a baptism. <laughs> I even did a baptism. Oh, I know. It, so, it, it, it was the... Uh, I think it was the I, bank. I can't remember which one it was, but like he 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 wants the money to keep the church, but he, he doesn't really have... like He's not really making enough cash flow to pay for like a loan, mortgage, or whatever thing you want to call it on it i mean he, he missed the payments on the bank how is he supposed to make them for nora and it, it looks like a church has only gone downhill since the departure for what seems like probably obvious reasons maybe there's other ones that we haven't seen but i i don't know i don't know how he would plan to pay her back basically i don't i, I don't know why he makes it sound like he can i mean I, I guess he wants to make it sound as good as possible he wants to save his church but hey, I, I don't see how you can pay her back yeah I, I totally agree. And she does um, say this thing about, you know, that, that she recognizes that she, he's hurting because of the judge. Yeah. The, that, they refer to the judge. The side business is all because of the judge. Hmm. So I, do you know what the judge is? Do I know? Uh, they, show, they showed his, they, they showed his paper, right? Right, so he Why? departed, obviously. Yeah, I'm trying to... I'm... They talked about this. I, I can't recall them. What, what did the judge do? That was evil. I know he got in trouble because he was trying to... He was saying the judge did something wrong. And right. That, that's probably where his big unpopularity came from, was from this judge incident. But, I, I and mean, no one defended not... her. No, but I don't, I don't know what he said about the judge. So obviously the judge, to me, obviously wronged him in some way specifically mm -hmm. because, you know, he he's going after this judge. He is taking down the sign that has the judge's name, the street sign at the end mm -hmm. of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Okay. So he's he's like he's got a personal vendetta against this judge. Um, and we don't really know what the judge did at this point. Um, but Nora does bring it up and I just wanted to mention it there. Um but then Nora makes a request of Matt. She says, I'll give you the money if you stop doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm, yeah. I'll give you the money if you stop handing out your flyers, if you stop smearing people who departed. Do you think that, that, is, that she's out of line and asking Matt to stop? No, no, she didn't give him money for it, no. He, he has a choice to refuse, and he did refuse. Like, I, no, I don't think that she's out of line at all. <laughs> okay, okay. So almost immediately after that, Matt 
goes on to tell her <laughs> that her husband was having an affair. Yeah, yeah. Not the best timing, man. <laughs> trying to get money from her. I guess it kind of failed, but that's... So do you think he was out of line telling her that? Yeah. Especially... Yeah, because here's what I'll say. There's... There's not really much of a point. I guess it's maybe a bit of a cynical move here, but I don't think there's ever... there's Since he's already gone, there's no point ever telling her that he had an affair. Because if she knows, she already knows. If she doesn't know... I mean... It's okay to soil his memory, but you're just going to make her sad and there's nothing else to come from it. Like, so let, yeah. let me counter that a little bit and just say that if you... I, I agree with you if you believe that they're never coming back. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Yeah. But if you think there's a chance that they might one day come back, knowing that he had an affair makes a big difference in how Nora goes on with the rest of her life. That that is true. Actually, yeah, I did not think about. I I I, I always have to have a constant reminder that they yes. don't know what will happen. They don't know if they will return. I right. always just I was just accepted it as fact. I always forget about that. That's true. Yeah, because I guess they have that research committee stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. they will come back. Uh, with uh, that point of view, with that point of view, though, I'm still trying to think. So then I guess it'd be easier for her to move on to find someone else if she... But would it be easier for her to move on if she knew her husband cheated on her? Oh, I think absolutely. I, I guess. Yeah, I guess it would be easier. Absolutely. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it would be easier. Yes, yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if she, if, she, if she believes that her husband was a loving, faithful husband... It makes it a lot harder. What if he comes back? And she, like, thinks there's even a chance that he might come back. She can't possibly move on. That's true. I guess, you know, with them not knowing if they're going to come back, I think it's fine for him to tell her, but definitely not in that moment. That's so like... What do you think the purpose of him telling her this? Do you think that he intended to convince her to give him the money? Or do you think he was just like, it was just sour grapes? Like, you want to smack me in the face? Yeah, about I sour, sour Here, grapes. This one. That's, that's sour grapes right there. This is what I can say, right? I remember when I did not have a car... And my sister had a car, and I wanted to drive her car. I asked her, like, no, you can't drive my car. And I'm like, well, you know what? Your car's stupid anyway. It's a shitty car. Like, that's <laughs> that's, basically what, that's basically what it is right there. It's just, fine, your husband should drive. <laughs> just, I think he just was, I mean, even if he did it in a loving way, I don't think that was the time or the place to do it. Because I, I think he was, because he was already frustrated with her. I think he did it out of frustration, yeah. Like, he was just right. upset. And he... He said it kind of knowing it would hurt her, I think. Like he right. Well, I and mean it, obviously you know it's gonna hurt her, but that like that's why he did it because he was upset with her. Yeah, and she immediately kicks him out. Yes. Yeah. So, um what do you think that that knowledge does to someone like Nora though? Because you 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 think that Nora is just an attention grabbing fiend. Yeah. So she she lives off attention, yes. Right. So what do you think the that's knowledge right. that her husband was cheating on her? does to someone like that I'm not, so the way she reacted i mean she was kind of shocked kind of she like laughed mm-hmm. a little bit you know I, I you know i've acted weird before when i hear bad news and stuff yeah, of course i don't i don't know nor very well so i don't i don't know how she would i guess i don't know it would just be like it's just upsetting news it's not there's nothing pleasant about it so i don't yeah I don't, 
Yeah. Well, now let's assume that Nora is the way I always have seen her as someone who doesn't really want the attention and is kind of just always testing to see if she still has it. Mm-hmm. Does that change how she responds to her husband having an affair? Dang, I might get more attention now. Oh, <laughs> poor Nora husband cheated on her. I, I know. I don't know. I've already like pitied by everyone. Nobody <laughs> can recognize me as a normal human being because I'm this sad sack who lost my family. And now they're going to think now that if they find out that he was cheating on me, how much even more pitiable am I? And <laughs> like, it, it's kind of like, you know, the, the rich person who has friends and, and wonders, are these really my friends or they just love my money? Mm-hmm. Like this, here's Nora, this pe- like the guy at the coffee shop is, is, is he just being nice to me because he's sympath he, he, he thinks I'm pitiable or is he being nice to me because he genuinely wants to be nice to me. You can't, you can't gauge anyone's level of sincerity if they have if you are that publicly known as a pathetic figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I so I you know it's I'm, I'm on record as saying that Nora is my favorite character <laughs> in television history. So, uh, what does this scene do for your uh, opinion of Nora? It doesn't make me um it may, it makes her more down to earth. Like she's not. She, everything she said was pretty sensible. I don't know if you say anything unrealistic. She has the money, doesn't want to give him the money, gives him a choice to actually get the money from her, yep. which is, you know, stop, which I think most people would tell him, would agree that he should stop doing that, yep. posting uh, people, dirty laundry. He says no. He, they get in a little argument. You know, he spills the beans about her husband. She gets upset and tells him to leave. I, yeah, nothing, nothing. Um, I, I don't. It doesn't make me dislike Nora at all. It doesn't really make me like her any all that much more though. I mean, I guess I, I got to know her a bit better. You know, a bit more background information. But okay. Didn't really yeah. me one I still think she likes the attention. Yeah, she's just a big baby. Okay. So one one other piece of information I want to throw out there about this scene. Um, that is just kind of further evidence of, of my point that her knowing this is could allow her to move on. Um, do you do you remember what she gives Matt to drink out of? Oh yeah, world's best dad or husband something. Yeah, the mug and he won't and he won't mind is what she said to him. Yeah, right. World's greatest dad. He won't mind exactly, but she still has that mug. She's holding on to that mug. There, there's there's a hope there that, that he's going to come back and now so? matt or oh it's just because it's just it's a mug you know what i mean yeah I mean, she's she just want to buy new mugs okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about you but we have a surplus of mugs in my house <laughs> but I, uh, I would not say i have a surplus of mugs oh okay not, we have a surplus we, but we, we are not rich in mugs like you are <laughs> Yes, we're muggers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but but my, my point is just that she still has this mug. It's a symbol of her still holding on to the possibility that he might That's come true. back. That's true. Yeah. And I think about now, that mug. To find out that he had an affair, uh, even if he does come back, why would she want him back? Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, let's move on from Nora and Matt, unless you have anything else you want to add about no, this. No, not, not, nothing else on that. Uh, I want to call your attention to something that you may have kind of not 
really paid much attention to, but actually turns out to be pretty important later. And the, it'll come up again later. But uh, the next scene is in Matt's house and it starts with a commercial. Do you remember what the commercial was for? No. Okay. So the, the, the caretaker, uh, so Mary's caretaker, Mary is um, the wife, Matt's wife. Right. Um, Mary's caretaker is watching TV and there's a commercial on TV for loved ones, bereavement figures. Okay. Uh, and what these are, are, actual like figures that are made to look like the loved one who departed because you couldn't have a burial or a cremation or anything mm. uh that you can then bury or cremate or whatever okay okay um i just wanted to point that out because th that they're going to play a somewhat large role later in the season okay so, um they have introduced them here um but we find out that mary uh is i don't know how would you describe mary vegetable a vegetable yeah kind okay of. well she she's certainly bedridden uh i mean her her eyes are open she kind of stares off blankly into space she doesn't she can't walk he has to carry her into and out of the bath and so forth um and she has this caretaker that's there whenever he's not and of course he hasn't paid her yeah yeah I was also, he has big money issues man there's oh, yeah. so i was wondering do they ever like communicate like i i we hear Matt talking to Mary, but like, does Mary ever like blink back or show any way of communicating back or does Matt just, I don't like ever in the whole series or in this, on this episode, in this episode, what, what? in this episode, uh, episode Mary... no, we don't see any of that in this okay. episode. Does that happen though? Does that happen? I I feel like that's too much. Spoiler? Of a spoiler. Okay. Okay. If, if Mary, listen, all I'm going to say is if Mary just starts to get up one day. Like, just nothing happens where she just gets up. like, yeah, I was just faking that, man. I just wanted the attention. <laughs> but uh, Then you yeah. will have mistook Mary for Nora. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, I read the wrong character there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, but we, I mean, this scene, I think, is is meant to make you feel even more sympathy for Matt mm -hmm. if you haven't already been feeling sympathy for him. Yeah. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, Matt is a very sympathetic character and also one that you kind of want to shake and say, what the hell are you doing? Stop. Like, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a lot of things he does. And you're just like, you understand why he's doing what he does. Do you want yep. it? Like, like you should have stopped with the airing people's dirty laundry and the posting mm -hmm. the departure news. Cause you know, his sister gave him a chance and that, you know, it's a good way to start fresh and maybe try to build up your sermon and stuff. And yep. yeah, this too. Yeah. So, um, we we know that mary is you know and people have been asking him about mary this whole time mm -hmm. right i kept wondering what happened to Mary, like he, he was like a oh, mary's fine I, I was like i haven't seen mary <laughs> is something right. wrong with mary <laughs> yes there is something wrong with mary, and we don't yet know how this happened um but we're gonna find out later yeah. um in the meantime uh he, he gets his mary to sleep or to bed anyway um and he sleeps on the floor next to her uh and he's is crying and he looks at this painting on the wall and suddenly he's inspired. He has this idea. Um, do you know what that painting was? No, I don't remember this. Okay. Um, well, I mean, the, I don't, I don't know that you would have known anyways, this bearded guy, it would, uh, you know, it's a religious painting, obviously, but um, we don't know who it is, but I, I can tell you who it is. And I want to tell you a little bit about that painting. It's a painting of Job which is a, an entire book of the gospel, the book of Job. Okay. J-O-B, it's spelled job, but it's pronounced Job. Okay. I want to tell you about Job because if you, if you know about Job, 
it sheds so much light on who Matt is. Okay. Um, and the fact that he has a painting of Job hanging on his wall, uh, which I mean, is not the most recognizable name in, in the Bible. And certainly most people wouldn't recognize that as a painting of Job, but it is a painting of Job. So Job was very wealthy. He had 10 children and he was very devout in his faith. All right. And the story goes in the Bible that Satan tells God that Job is only devout because he has so much. Okay. Mm-hmm. And to prove his theory, he, Satan takes Job's property and kills all his children. Okay. 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 He's trying to prove to God that if everything is taken away from Job, Job will lose his faith as well. Okay. Okay. Job then falls ill. And uh, so on top of everything, to add insult to injury, in addition to losing all his wealth and his children, he also becomes ill. And his friends, sorry? Loses his health, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so and his friends try to convince him that he he must have committed some grave sin to be punished so by God. So this is is at a time when uh, the prevailing thought was if you were sick, you were being punished by God, Mm -hmm. right? Job, however, maintains that he is righteous and blameless, and he ultimately remains true to God and is rewarded with more wealth and children than before. Okay. Okay. So forget about those original 10 children. <laughs> I know. I was about to say, well, I mean, well, it's nice to to have even more children, I guess. Yeah. But, but the, I mean, the other ones still. So the, the main theme of Job is Job struggling with understanding why an all-powerful God allows good people to suffer, mm-hmm, but yes. evil people are rewarded. Okay, so Matt is essentially Job, right? Okay, yes, <laughs> makes, he, right now he's Job at the Nadir. Can he get exactly. the upswing here? Okay, I see exactly. So he, you know, Job struggles with trying to figure out why... Uh, um, People, good people suffer and evil people are rewarded. That's that's Matt's mission in life to try to expose people uh, who were not good uh, and say that they were not being rewarded by God. Um, you know, th- this is someone who had a lot and everything has been taken away from him. So Matt in this episode has alienated his sister. He's about to lose his church. His wife is uh, at least. Uh, not able to communicate or move. Um, And so in a lot of ways, he has also lost everything. Um, And yet he still tries to maintain that he is righteous, that he is good, and that he tries to maintain his faith in God so that he can eventually be rewarded. Um, Wow, that is a killer (laughs) connection right there. Oh, man. Damon Lindelof. You know, you, you always spouted about this guy. I don't even know what he looks like. But now, you know, I'm starting to I'm starting to get on the Damon Lindelof bandwagon here. Uh, like after that Tabula Rasa thing, when I looked it up, I'm like, wow, John Locke made like, or he popularized this term. Wow. Yes. And, <laughs> and now Matt is Job. Wait, oh, the Job connections get even better though. I'm not done. Oh, it- <laughs> but we do need to. But they they're gonna get better later on. So let's oh, okay. let's move on. So um, Matt suddenly has this idea. Um, and so what he does, for, we don't know why, but he goes into Kevin's backyard, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of and, questions here. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Because who's he, who does he see? In he Kevin's sees Lori, backyard? and uh, he tells Lori that mm-hmm. Kevin Sr. said he could come here to uh, 
get something that he left him. Which that 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 itself, what's going like? Why does Matt know Kevin Senior so well, and why is Kevin Senior leaving? Like, what what's the relationship? Does Kevin Senior support romance? And like, you know, like so many questions in that in its own right. And um, Lori tells him, "Hey, don't tell don't tell anyone I was here," because Lori's in Kevin's backyard. So. I, I, that's a really telling right? Lori. It's really telling Lori because okay, every time Lori has been brought up with about Kevin or seeing Kevin, she looks really sad. She looks visibly sad. Like, yep. It, 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 she definitely still somewhat cares about her family life or or like Kevin at the very least. And uh, you know, we're always so curious on. Oh, I've been curious at least too. Why did Lori leave? What's up with Lori? Absolutely. And, and Lori comes back to the house we know now, and presumably because the second time. Uh, when when he's back there a second time, putting away the money, or I think he's just putting away the money. I don't know what else yep. he's doing there, but yeah, yep. he's putting, I guess, returning his loan. Yep. We saw the swing set swinging, so I just presumed maybe Lori left again. Exactly. And so Lori comes back to her family's house. Why I don't know, and that's the big question. Why does Lori come back? Why doesn't Lori just? Well, I think it's, it's probably as something as simple as she she misses them. Yeah, but why, if she misses them, why didn't she just try to be with them? But then it's like, well, she's with the guilty remnant, why, like, just, there's so many questions on, if she misses them, why didn't she go back to them? But maybe there's, you know, there, there can, there's a whole lot of complexities, right? Maybe it's good for her not to be with <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there are, I'm, and I want to know what they are. I'm sure we'll you will out. find out eventually, okay. by the way. So you're not going to be left hanging on that. But um, the thing about the guilty remnant is that it is called the guilty remnant. Like they <laughs> feel guilt. Um, and so I think on some level, again, we're seeing someone who doesn't feel like she deserves to be happy. Um, so like she doesn't deserve that happy family. That she... masochist. Yeah. On some level. Yeah. So, um, but it is interesting that he finds her there twice. So this is not something, this is not a one-off. This is something that she does. Will we ever see the connection between Matt and Kevin Sr.? Uh, I don't think you're going to get the level of satisfaction that you're hoping for on their backstory. I don't care we, for like, I, Wilson. We will see them interact. Okay. I, that's fine. I just, wanted, I just wanted to know why Kevin Sr. left him this sum of money beforehand. Also, why Matt never came back to it, or has Matt come to this before in the past and he knows of it? I have so many I questions would, about it. I would think that he he hasn't come to it before, and that's I think a pride thing. I think that this is uh, this, you know, Matt is too proud to take the money until he's desperate, and even when even when he takes it, he all that money, it. you know, he still goes back and returns the original uh, amount of money, right? So I think that there, there's a lot of pride to Matt that was had to do with him not taking the money before this um why uh kevin felt he needed to kevin senior felt he needed to leave the money for matt uh it has something to do with the judge but i'm not really sure what because again we see in that peanut butter jar with the money is uh one of matt's flyers that has Mm -hmm. a picture of the judge on it Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's where we see it yes so and it's and didn't kevin leave him a note that said something like you deserve this Yes, so you know what that, that that might be the reason why yeah. Kevin Senior. No, I didn't connect the dots there, but you know that's probably a big reason why Kevin likes Matt or supports him. Maybe yeah, the judge. Right. Now we don't know why uh, Matt is going to get this money yet, but we do see him uh, stop the stoplight where there are three pigeons. Yeah, so I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. So this this when you see the stoplight is before he hits the. It's it's after he gets the money, but before he gets to the casino. Correct. Right? 
So he's already planning going to the casino, but this is just a sign of, okay, so this is the color. I guess. Exactly. So uh, the pigeons are on the red stoplight, the three pigeons, and mm-hmm. therefore he's going to go and he's going to bet on red, right? Yeah. And he wins three times. I, there's so... Can, can we get into that? Just how he wins the three times, right? So that's twelve point five percent chance. Like going into it, twelve point five percent chance. It's actually it. worse. It's worse than that, actually. Oh yeah, I forget. It's not fifty fifty. There's the it's like the two zeros or greens or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So it's even worse than so. We'll say like ten. Probably worse than ten percent even, but I don't know. Yeah. But he wins the odds, and that. Yeah. So when that couple came to the same table as him, right? Yeah. I was so I was like, I was. Obviously, I felt he was going to win the first two, and I thought it was like, maybe he'll lose the third one, though, right? Like, this is the big deal. Like, will he get shattered, or will, you know, he get... Oh, yeah, and you could have totally seen a scenario where he gets shattered. I know, I was like, and then when that lady bent against him, I'm like, oh, like, like, you know, they know everyone's waiting for it, because they just show his face, and, you know, you you can't tell yet, he, you know, looks really anxious, and then, then he gets this big, deservedly smug grin there, he was, he couldn't, you know, he can be as smug as he wants there. But you know, it's what's funny is like he could have lost there and it would have shattered him for sure. Definitely. But that would have been so much better than what happened. You think so? Oh my god. Can you I mean really? What so much better. I you know what though? No, I, I, I think I like that they let him win because they still shatter. <laughs> Oh, but that's 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 exactly right. That's, I, and it really they, they, they more from they this point on. Yeah, yeah. from more. this point on, they subvert my expectations so much. So, so first of all, when I see when I see the couple there, the way that the guys talking with them, I'm like, are they gonna? Is he gonna get robbed? Because then when he gets the car scene, he kind of shows him a lot in the car, and he's sitting there for a long time. I'm like that guy's gonna come back, and he's gonna rob him because he knows he has money. Then he like knocks on his window, right? Yep. He's like, oh, this is it. He's gonna rob him here, right? Yep. And he starts like strong arming him for some money. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, he's just strong-arming him for some money. We're just going to see Matt. And then Matt tries to get him I'm like, okay, he's strong-arming him for some. And so I was like, oh, okay, he's not going to get robbed. But then <laughs> the guy then goes on to try to rob Matt. Yep. Uh, and I'm like, oh, of course Matt gets robbed. I knew it. I knew he was going to get robbed, of course. But Matt subverted my expectations and went <laughs> and fought back and took the money. I was amazed. Oh, I know. I that. mean, that's a desperate man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Right, that's a desperate man, but but Kurt, I have to back up for a minute, and I, I you're you're right on the money with all of that. Um, and actually, before I back up, if you if we want to elaborate on that, let's do that right now because I need to back up to the winnings. But um, but yeah, I, I was shocked when I first saw this when I saw him go after the guy and just pound, pound. on. Him. Yeah, he he doesn't just like get his money back. He destroys. It. He's like smashing his head against this like concrete yeah. or whatever. Like. That's not good. That could kill no. a guy. I don't know what happened to him, but uh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think he killed the guy, but uh, because I think he's still moving afterwards. But really, I mean, he could have killed the guy, and just, but of course, he had to try to help. He had to, you know, and, and this is yeah, the guy has for money. He gives him double. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Still be nice guy, Matt. Yeah, exactly, and of course, that trying to help, you know, it, it puts him in the situation where he's got to go beat the guy up to get the money back. But I want to talk about um, the winnings, okay? Because he bets on red every time. But they do make it a point of showing you which numbers specifically won. Oh, wait, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, so uh-huh. the, the first win is red 3, then red 23, and then red 25. Okay? Now, 
Remember our friend Job? Oh. <laughs> Is that the, like, biblical citation? Yes. Book 3, 20... Uh, chapter 3. Job chapter 3, verse 23 and verse 25. Okay, so Job chapter 3, verse 23 says, Why is life given to a man whose way is hidden, whom God has hedged in? And 25 says, For the thing I feared has overtaken me, and what I dreaded has befallen me. So, is this not exactly what's happening to Matt here? What? (laughs) I can't believe they added something as obscure as that. (laughs) This is what I mean. There is nothing wasted with Damon Lindelof. Everything is intentional. I can't believe they added something that... I, I like to think even more it wasn't on purpose. Like, it was just complete accident. People, like, found out that, oh my god, he's a... Ge- I, I, there's gotta be some stuff he does accidentally. People are like, a genius, you're... <laughs> Maybe. And he's like, he's like, I mean, yeah, I did that on purpose. I'm pretty sure that's intentional. That was probably just... intentional. It's a pretty good fitting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Alright, so anyway... Um, he, he gets back into town. He returns the money. He sees the swing swinging again. And then he's on his way to the bank. Right. And he sees the guilty remnant. Good guy, Matt. Yeah. Good guy, Matt gets punished for being good again. Right. Because he, try, he the, the, some jerks are driving by the guilty remnant and throw a rock or something at one of them. And he gets out and tries to help them. And the jerks come back and throw a rock at Matt and knock him out. Good aim, though. That's got to be really hard. Oh, yeah. Give him props there. Yeah. And now, during his unconscious spell here, we do get this dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Um, and there's a lot in this dream sequence that I don't really understand. Um, he starts by dreaming of his childhood, um, and he's you know going into the church and going in. He goes into the back room of the church, and it turns into the doctor's office, and he's being told that he has leukemia. Uh, then suddenly, he's dreaming of uh his uh he's dreaming of uh his house burning and his parents burning in the fire right yeah i remember right um and he's telling uh he tells his his little sister nora that his parents are in heaven right Mm -hmm. um then he starts dreaming of having sex with his wife who then somehow turns into yeah that was really weird was, then, it, was it was it the car accident first or was it that that then the car accident right or like it shows it shows oh that's right he does that's right i'm sorry before the the sex scene it shows the car accident so okay. th- this is where we find out what happened to mary uh she was she did not depart but there was a there was a car that collided with them whose driver departed mm-hmm. right um, and so Mary ends up in this condition because of that. And, you know what gets me too about that, which is I don't um, obviously neither of us are doctors in any way, but I wonder because he tries to call nine one one, and obviously they're very busy. Is I wonder if what happened to her, if um, the emergency services weren't so overwhelmed, could have been better prevented like if she wouldn't have become in the state she's in right now if she got well, attention faster right like i wonder about that like I, you know that's possible you know one thought that i had and i don't know if this is accurate or not but one thought that i had was maybe it was the judge who disappeared and the judge's car that collided with them mm. um and that's, then that's he, a true one but i feel like matt's too good of a guy to but then it's possible that they named that intersection 
like that road mm, after the, the judge, judge after him because he disappeared on that road right and meanwhile the judge who was apparently a horrible person disappeared and turned his wife into, into a vegetable kind of okay you can call her vegetable if you want i guess the way no it's not the vegetable because vegetables if you don't have a I, that might be the wrong way around but yeah i don't think this, it's a vegetable. yeah that is not vegetable state that is wrong because i think her brain does works yes it's in a dis i can't can't move <laughs> catatonic i i don't know <laughs> I don't know. That, anyway. That's a big word for me. Whatever, whatever condition she has. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's this is this is good that we you know we see the accent and we see that I love the, how this show shows you the impact of the departure in so many different ways. It's not mm-hmm. just people losing people who departed, right? It's uh, Matt who loses his wife because somebody was driving, departed the car, and then that car crashed into her car, mm-hmm. right? It's Kevin and Jill who lost their mother because there she felt so much guilt over this that she went and joined the guilty remnant. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and all the all the different impacts that this departure has beyond just some of the people vanishing. I, I do want to ask you this question since you've seen the series more than once and I'm sure you've looked out for it. So that this Matt's car accident scene takes place in the same kind of frame or area as the first scene we see of the leftovers with the lady. In the laundry yeah. when re-watching it can you like see matt in the background like is this no, you see the car accident i know you see the car accident i remember seeing uh, that car but... no you don't I, I don't think you see matt oh okay but... that been a really cool touch but okay yeah okay um... so anyway um but then we get to the this the sex scene with his wife who then turns into Lori, and then they yeah. catch fire yeah, which so... i don't I'm not sure I understand any of that. Well, no. So, 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 did he have an affair with Lori, or does he want to have an affair? I, that's what I want from that. Kind of I with Amy and Kevin. <laughs> but yeah, also, another thing: fire ending dreams. There's, there's something going on here. Okay. Oh yeah. Kevin's that's... ended with fire. Granted, there actually was a fire. Matt's mm-hmm. though, no fire. Dream ended with fire. I don't know that's what true. connection there is. Yeah. But... I'm. I'm really. I mean, I assume that the fire is a reference to. His house burning down and his parents dying. That's what, yeah, so I thought too of like, but but I'm not that, that. I'm not sure why Laurie shows up having sex with him because there's nothing in the rest of the series to indicate that there's any kind of <laughs> attraction between the two of them. You know, I think it's just because he just saw her in Kevin's back. Yeah, so just her face was fresh in his mind. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, that's that's one of the unknowable things here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, he wakes up in the hospital and he's freaking out because he's got to get to the bank by the end of the day Mm -hmm. to get this money to the bank so that he can keep his church. And he gets there, what, three minutes late, four minutes late, something like that. The guy still lets him in uh, and he's, he hands him the money and no, I'm sorry. That was three days ago. Uh, So first of all, I, when he woke up, I was and he's going to go to his car. I was like, that money's going to be gone. Like, this is going to be the final blow to Matt. Poor guy. Yep. Right. That's it. Poor Matt. And he gets, you know, he gets the money. I'm like, oh, he does have the money. So he can do it. And he gets the bank. The bank's full. I'm like, oh, they're not going to give it to him because now the bank's closed. But then I see the guy in the back, looks him in, waves him in. I'm like, oh, this, he's doing it. It's, it, it's work. Yep. I, I, they got me hook, line, and sinker. I was like, yeah. he's done it. Good for him, and ah, oh, it's so soul crushing. When it, it is, it and, is. And then they're like, "Oh, we really wanted you to have it," but they when when once they say the word, they 
have it. I, Did you know? Yeah, yeah. Once they said they have it, I'm like, oh, the guilty reverend tech this because because they kept like outside his church and stuff, right? Yep. And yeah, they did get a format. Oh, and then he goes to the church, and there they are painting over the windows in white and uh-huh. changing and taking down the letters on the sign. And uh, now, what? Why do you think they would purchase this church? I don't know. I, I, that's what I'm wondering. What the guilty remnant's next plan is? Are they? Do you think it's an effort to recruit him? No. Oh, maybe. Well, because I. They- I Earlier in the episode, doesn't he give the the guilty remnant, uh, the people who are following him, like uh, some clothes? And he says, sorry, I don't have any in white. But you can tell Patty she's wasting her time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember that. I, there's a lot of questions I have with the guilty remnant in terms of getting this church. Like, I still wonder where they get their money from. I know people have to bring some of their items with them when they turn, but that's can't cover the cost of all this stuff so they've got to have some sort of like donor or something i don't know how they're affording it uh, yeah. i'm sure it'll be explained maybe maybe not i don't know i mean i think that we can kind of safely assume that that some of these people just come with money you but know still you think that's enough money for them to like uh, maybe I don't, know. Yeah, I don't know and then to purchase the church that's a good oh, question maybe maybe they do some work like <laughs> maybe they do real estate maybe they flip houses i don't know maybe they, flip the church. <laughs> they flip houses hey you want your house painted white we can do that but i wonder if them buying the church and painting white. I, I, my first thought was okay the guilty remnant are kind of like trolls right like they went stop wasting your breath signs they got beat up i'm like maybe this is another ploy to anger the people the town kind of uh by taking their church away but then i remembered most people don't even like the church like there's barely any people go to this church in specific i don't know but right. you know, i think religion is still a hot thing now in uh the leftovers but definitely not matt's church it doesn't look like it is so in fact i bet some people would be happy that oh yeah good that pastor or that minister lost his church good riddance but <laughs> i i really don't yeah. I, I they're planning something. Obviously, they're planning. Something. Oh, they're I, definitely planning I, something. I, I don't know what though. That's what I'm excited oh. to see. Oh yeah. I, on the bright side, he's now got a good chunk of change on him. Yeah, he's got some money. Oh, can, that's true. He can take a, like a year or two off. I don't <laughs> know. He can pay back. He his... a lot of flyers that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can take some meat him time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt, I want to tell you a joke. <laughs> okay. You ready? I, I I always love a good joke. What's the joke? Okay, good. So a storm descends on a small town. Huh? The downpour soon turns into a flood. And as the waters rise, the local preacher kneels in prayer on the church porch, surrounded by water. Huh? By and by, one of the townsfolk comes up. Townsfolk comes up in a street, uh, up the street in a canoe. Better get in, preacher. The water's rising fast. No, no, says the preacher. I have faith in the Lord. He will save me. Still, the waters rise. Now the preacher is up on the balcony, wringing his hands in supplication, when another guy zips up in a motorboat. Come on, preacher, we need to get you out of here. The levee's going to break any minute. Once again, the preacher is unmoved. I shall remain. The Lord will see me through. After a while, the levee breaks, and the flood rushes over the church until only the steeple remains above water. The preacher's up there, clinging to the cross, when a helicopter descends out of the clouds, and a state trooper calls down to him through a megaphone. Grab the ladder, preacher! This is your last chance! Once again, the preacher insists, 
the Lord will deliver him. And predictably, he drowns. A pious man, <laughs> the preacher goes to heaven. After a while, he gets an interview with God and he asks all, the Almighty, Lord, I had unwavering faith in you. Why didn't you deliver me from that flood? God shakes his head. What did you want from me? I sent you two boats and a helicopter. <laughs> oh my God, that is the title. <gasps> oh my God. That's, that's the title of the episode, Two Boats and a Helicopter. Oh my God. Is so, that actually, so what's that from? That's that an actual famous joke. joke it's oh, been okay. around churches for years. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was wondering when he's, when he's like, God will send me something. I was going to say, isn't he kind of sending you something? Like these people coming to help you? Like that's pretty nice. Exactly. Exactly. So how do we think that that title connects to this episode? Well, I mean, I can think of some. So, I mean, he gets more than the lifeline of just the casino. He gets the one lifeline through um his sister. He refuses it. Mm-hmm. And even when he gets to casino winnings... Yeah, I'm trying to think if he really throws it away though. He goes to help the guilty remnant. So I mm. think that I think that you're assuming that save salvation for him is saving his church, but maybe the salvation is losing his church. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> so there's been a lot of ways to lose it. He keeps fighting it. Okay, and he keeps fighting it, and Nora brings that up to him. I see. She says, maybe this is just maybe it's just time to let this go. Yeah. Yeah, that, okay. But still, he keeps fighting and fighting and fighting. And then he eventually My faith will save me. My faith will save me. And then even going back, go back to his original sermon. Uh, was when he got cancer, was he being rewarded or punished? Well, he's losing his church now. Is this a reward or a punishment? <laughs> what, a, what a title. Oh my oh, god, yeah. that's a that, that's a great one. Way better than us. Penguin, Penguin one us zero. Right? Yeah, that. Oh no, that. I don't yeah. get that one. I don't maybe, get that title. I mean, this, maybe it's just beyond my mental capacity. <laughs> this title. That's no, a, this this title. this title is is fantastic. That and I I tell you, the more you know, having seen this episode three times, I think now maybe more than that. Um, I appreciate it more and more every time. I, I think there's, uh, let me ask you this. Do you think that we know more about Matt than we do any other character now? I was wondering about that. <laughs> we, we, we might. I, we, I don't know. Yeah. We're three episodes in and we've only really have had one episode where we really got to know Matt. But I think that we know more about him than we do about anybody else. It's in either him or Kevin. And I think we know more about Matt than we do Kevin. I do too. But. I do too. So let me ask you, do, do you feel any differently now that we've talked about this than you did when we started? There, there are things I've missed that you have pointed out to me that I think are really, I, this might bump up my rating. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might give it like a seven or an eight. It's pretty, that is, I'm really impressed by some of the stuff they put in there. Wow. That's what I mean. This All is connections. such good storytelling. I, I totally get the gripe about it, breaking the momentum of the story that was, that was being told. Um, yeah. And, and I do wrestle with that. But when I think about the, just the, I mean, just, there, there's the painting of Job on his wall. And then you read what Job was. And it's like, oh my God, that is Matt. And then he goes to the casino. And then the numbers that come up are chapter and verse from the Bible, <laughs> from the Bible, from the book of Job. It's like, oh, it, it, it's so good. 
That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Yeah. There, I love the titles, at least this and the last one. Oh, um, absolutely. There, there will be some, I don't want to call it, title gore in Lost at some point, I think. Uh, you'll title know it when you see gore? it. Gore is the best I can put it. Just, you know how I didn't like how they did Pilot Part 1, Part 2? That really irks yes. me. Yes. They do something else eventually. I don't really want to, I mean, what does Exodus mean? Uh, like Escape From. Okay, okay, yeah. Then we'll leave it there. Then <laughs> that's that's also a, a a book of the Bible, the Old Testament. Uh, so. Yeah. I, I, all I'm gonna say is, is it spoiler to talk about episode titles that you haven't seen yet? Um, I don't, I don't think so. That's pretty much out there. I, I okay. mean, I, I, I ahead because I don't want to like I've, I've I've looked at some of the episode titles, but I don't want to. I do try not to look too much at episode titles, uh, more than like one or two ahead. Okay, I'll I'll leave, I'll leave it there. We'll, we'll... <laughs> okay, we've we'll already Exodus one apparently. Oh so, no, no, that's not, that's not... So they <laughs> that's good island. Yeah, yeah, they get away in episode five. They get away. <laughs> <laughs> episode five is the escape yeah. episode. Uh, so episode four of the leftovers is called BJ and the AC, which. Wait. Okay. Yeah. It, it... <laughs> Not a great title, um, but I think that we'll be able to figure out what that title means <laughs> once you once you watch it. I have an idea, and 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 it's I like it. I don't love it, but um, it's certainly not as good as not. It's certainly not as bad as Penguin One Us Zero, and it's certainly not as good as one. Two Boats in a Helicopter. So that's a, that, that's the best title, yeah. So, so good. Between Lost and Leftover, that's the best title yet. I thought, uh, I thought the, maybe Tabula Rasa was going to be the best yeah, one. I mean, and, and the fact that I we're mean, in the same in the same week, episode three of The Leftovers has this amazing title that connects so well with the episode, <laughs> and the, episode three of Lost, same deal, the Tabula uh, Tabula Rasa. Um, so so good, Damon Lindelof, you're a genius. <laughs> you're a great man, Damon Lindelof. Uh, <laughs> what does he do now? Well, he just finished Watchmen. That's the least the the latest thing that he did. Mm, okay. I don't think he's. I don't think anybody making movies or television shows is doing That's much. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, not it's, a. It is ten years from now. We're in the middle of coronavirus. Yes, yeah, so we, we. I forget we have to keep it timely. And how is President McDonald doing? Twenty thirty. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. Oh. You laugh now. I'll, I'll have the smuggest laugh 10 years from now. Oh, you usually do. What's <laughs> <laughs> that supposed to be? Or, I don't know. No, it's getting late. Anything yeah. else you want to mention about this episode? No, no I, think that's, I think that's fair enough. I think we covered everything. All right. We've got an email address, showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. Did I get that right? Yep. Okay. And uh, we'll look forward to you joining us next week. When we discuss such great titles as BJ and the AC. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. I'm Mr. Sally. Bye now.